Hello, my name is Ashley Lambert, and this is Very Sleepy, a podcast to help you fall asleep. So, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and settle in, and get ready for tonight's story, The Brownie of Ferndon, from the Scottish Fairy Book, written by Elizabeth W. Grierson. I like her stories. We've done a couple on the show before. And tonight's story is about a brownie. And no, I don't mean the kind you bake in your oven and eat the whole pan with a fork. I mean the brownie from Scottish folklore. Brownies are known for their helpfulness to humans, but they're said to only help those that they really like. They're believed to be attracted to kind, hardworking and respectful people who keep their homes clean and tidy. Brownies are said to be skilled at performing household chores, such as sweeping, washing dishes, and even cooking. I think it's time to move to Scotland. They are believed to work diligently throughout the night while the household sleeps, and their work is said to be of the highest quality, as they take pride in their work. If a brownie becomes attached to a particular family, it is said that they will become loyal and devoted to them, protecting them from harm and ensuring that their home is always clean and well-maintained. Some legends even claim that brownies will help with the tasks outside the home, such as tending to the family's animals or crops. In return for their helpfulness, Brownies expect to be rewarded with small offerings of food, such as porridge, honey, or a bowl of milk. It is said that brownies will become angry or offended if they are not properly appreciated, or if they're mistreated in any way. While brownies are generally considered to be friendly and helpful to humans, they're also known for their mischievous nature. They may play harmless pranks on their human hosts, or cause small disruptions, such as hiding items or making noise at night. Overall, the brownie is a beloved creature in Scottish folklore, and their helpfulness and mischievousness have made them a popular figure in fairy tales and legends for centuries. So get ready for the brownie O'Ferndon, and I hope it makes you very very sleepy. There have been many brownies known in Scotland, and stories have been written about the Brownie O'Bodsbeck and the Brownie O'Blednock. But neither of them has a prettier story been told than that which I am going to tell you about the Brownie O'Ferndon. Now, Ferndon was a farmhouse, which got its name from the glen, or den, on the edge of which it stood, and though anyone who wished to reach the dwelling would have to pass. And this glen was believed to be the abode of a brownie, who never appeared to anyone in the daytime, but who, it was said, 
was sometimes seen at night, stealing about like an ungainly shadow from tree to tree, trying to keep from observation and never by any chance harming anybody. Indeed, like all brownies that are properly treated and let alone, so far was he from harming anybody that he was always on the lookout to do a good turn to those who needed his assistance. The farmer often said that he did not know what he would do without him, for if there was any work to be finished in a hurry at the farm, corn to thrash or winnow, or tie up into bags, turnips to cut, clothes to watch, a cairn to be cairned, a garden to be weeded, all that the farmer and his wife had to do was to leave the door of the barn or the turnip shed or the milk house open when they went to bed and put down a bowl of new milk on the doorstep for the brownie's supper. When they woke the next morning, the bowl would be empty and the job finished better than if it had been done by mortal hands. In spite of all this, however, which might have proved to them how gentle and kindly the creature really was, everyone about the place was afraid of him and would rather go a couple of miles roundabout in the dark when they were coming home from Kirk or Market than pass through the glen and run the risk of catching a glimpse of him. Now, I said that they were all afraid of him, but that was not true, for the farmer's wife was so good and gentle that she was not afraid of anything on earth. And when the brownie's supper had to be left outside, she always filled his bowl with the richest milk and added a good spoonful of cream to it. For, said she, he works so hard for us and asks no wages. He well deserves the very best meal that we can give him. One night, this gentle lady was taken very ill and everyone was afraid that she was going to die. Of course, her husband was greatly distressed, and so were her servants, for she had been such a good mistress to them that they loved her as if she had been their mother. But they were all young, and none of them knew very much about illness. So everyone agreed that it would be better to send off for an old woman who lived about seven miles away on the other side of the river, who was known to be a very skillful nurse. But who was to go? That was the question, for it was midnight, and the way to the old woman's house lay straight through the glen, and whoever traveled that road ran the risk of meeting the dreaded brownie. The farmer would have gone only too willingly, but he dare not leave his wife alone. And the servants stood in groups about the kitchen, each one telling the other that they ought to go, yet no one offering to go themselves. Little did they think that the cause of all their terror, a wee misshapen little man all covered with hair, with a long beard, 
red-rimmed eyes, broad, flat feet, just like the feet of a paddock, and enormous long arms that touched the ground even when he stood upright. He was within a yard or two of them, listening to their talk with an anxious face behind the kitchen door. For he had come up as usual from his hiding place in the glen to see if there were any work for him to do and to look for his bowl of milk. And he had seen from the open door and lit up windows that there was something wrong inside the farmhouse, which at that hour was wont to be dark and still and silent. And he had crept into the entry to try and find out what the matter was. When he gathered from the servant's talk that the mistress whom he loved so dearly and who had been so kind to him was ill, his heart sank within him. And when he heard that the silly servants were so taken up with their own fears that they dared not set out to fetch a nurse for her, his contempt and anger knew no bounds. Fools, idiots, dolts, he muttered to himself, stamping his misshapen feet on the floor. They speak as if a body were ready to take a bite off them as soon as ever he met them. If they only knew the bother it gives me to keep out of their road, they wouldn't be so silly. But by my troth, if they go on like this, the bonny lady will die amongst their fingers. So it strikes me that Brownie must engage himself. So saying, he reached up his hand and took down a dark cloak which belonged to the farmer and was hanging on a peg on the wall, and throwing it over his head and shoulders, or as somewhat to hide his ungainly form. He hurried away to the stable and saddled and bridled the fleetest-footed horse that stood there. When the last buckle was fastened, he led it to the door and scrambled on its back. Now... If ever thou travelest fleetly, travel fleetly now, he said. And it was if the creature understood him, for it gave a little whinny and pricked up its ears, then darted out into the darkness like an arrow from the bow. In less time than the distance had ever been ridden in before, the brownie drew rain at the old woman's cottage. She was in bed, fast asleep, but he rapped sharply on the window, and when she rose and put her old face framed in its white hat close to the pane to ask who was there, he bent forward and told her his errand. Thou must come with me, good wife, and that quickly, he commanded in his deep, harsh voice. If the lady of Ferndon's life is to be saved, for there is no one to nurse her up by the farm there, save a lot of empty-headed servants. But how am I to get there? Have they sent a cart for me? Asked the old woman anxiously, for as far as she could see, there was nothing at the door save a horse and its rider. No, they have sent no cart, replied the brownie shortly. So you must climb up behind me on the saddle and hang on tight to my waist. And I'll promise 
to land ye at Ferndon safe and sound. His voice was so masterful that the old woman dare not refuse to do as she was bid. Besides, she had often ridden when she was a lassie, so she made haste to dress herself, and when she was ready, she unlocked her door, and mounting the horse that stood beside it, she was soon seated behind the dark cloaked stranger with her arms clasped tightly round him. Not a word was spoken till they approached the dreaded glen. Then the old woman felt her courage giving way. Do you think that there will be any chance of meeting the brownie? She asked timidly. I would fain not run the risk for folks say that he is an unchancy creature. Her companion gave a curious laugh. Hmm. Keep up your heart and dinner talk heifers, he said, for I promise ye, ye'll not see uglier this night than the man whom ye ride behind. Oh, then I'm fine and safe, replied the old woman with a sigh of relief. For although I haven't seen your face, I warrant that ye are a true man for the care you have taken of a poor old woman. She relapsed into silence again till the glen was passed and the good horse had turned into the farmyard. Then the horseman slid to the ground and turning round, lifted her carefully down in his long strong arms. As he did so, the cloak slipped off him, revealing his short, broad body and his misshapen limbs. In the world, what kind of man are ye? She asked, peering into his face in the gray morning light, which was just dawning. What makes your eyes so big? And what have ye done to your feet? They're more like paddock's webs than aught else. The little man laughed again. I've wandered many a mile in my time without a horse to help me, and I've heard it said that over much walking makes the feet unshapely, he replied. But waste no time in talking, good dame. Go thy way into the house, and hark ye, if anyone ask thee who brought thee hither so quickly... Tell them that there was a lack of men, so thou hadst in to be content to ride behind the brownie, O Ferndon. The End I hope you enjoyed tonight's short story, The Brownie O Ferndon, from the Scottish Fairy Book, written by Elizabeth W. Grierson. I think it's a good story as far as a moral message but sometimes we judge too quickly book by the cover it's a good lesson for all of us thank you so much for listening thank you so much for all the downloads the shares and the comments I promise you I read every single one And even though I can't respond directly, I appreciate all of you. Thank you for supporting the show.
If this is your first time listening, welcome. Thank you for joining us, and I hope you'll join us again. I'm Ashley Lambert, and this is Very Sleepy. Until next time, good night.